Today is September 27th or 28th, depending on when you're listening, and the Yankees have taken three out of four from the Tampa Bay Rays. They've won their last three series now. They finally won a game on podcast day. CC Sabathia supported his teammates, gave us a hell of a gift and a really fun moment to move on to. We got some good things to talk about. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore for weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you very much for joining in and listening to Talking Yanks. This is the second-to-last series recap of the season, the penultimate series recap. So we're glad to have you all aboard. We got some fun stuff to talk about. But first, first, I got to let you know who's sponsoring this podcast, and it is Brendan Cahill. Not Brandon, not Brenton, Brendan Played on a softball team that had all three of those names mixed into one. Very confusing. Brandon, Brandon, Brenton. Also, David A. Comas. David's in a coma. That's what that name sounds like. And Enrique Vasquez. So thank you to those guys. They are our most recent Patreon subscribers. What they get... By support from supporting us, two dollars a month, they get live access, they get early access, they get some bonus access, they get a little Q and A after every episode if they want to hang around and chat with us, and they get their hat, mm, they get their name put in a hat for a raffle at the end of each month, which gives them a chance to win a jersey from AffordableJerseys.com. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from the Jersey Shore, sitting in a little covered a little cover a little cupboard of uh, a room because i got some construction going on in my house so if you hear that in the background i apologize and i have my co-host jake who's still in connecticut i believe how are you jake where are you coming from what's your mood i am in connecticut i'm in a good mood like you said first time we've won the final game of the series i believe it's over a month i want to say it's a month and two days which is insane for a team that has a chance to win 100 games but I'm doing good, Jim, and I think I think we have to, because we are coming up on the end of the year, and I had a couple of those kind of weird end-of-year thoughts come in, but I, I think we just run hot this whole episode. I, I think it's just run hot, fun, we'll circle back on some of the heavy thinking probably next week. I, it's so hard. This is what I said at the end of last episode, because we're at the point now where the bigger picture takes over more than the small picture. So we want to do series recaps, you know, but I very much want to talk about the wild card and the lineup and the roster and all that. But I, I think we have to table that for a little bit. We'll talk about this. We'll dabble in as much as we can in and, in and out. There is some fun stuff to talk about this series. I mean, I think in the end we played four games versus the Rays. I think they had 17 runs, which is what, four runs a game? Uh, and one really bad game. I think the, fr- I mean, hits, not runs, hits. I think they had four hits a game. If if you average it out, I think it was like two hits, three hits, like eight hits, and three hits. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a crazy weird way to look at the series, but... I'm saying they didn't get a lot of hits. Our pitching did pretty well besides Tanaka, which we can go deeper into later. Yeah, and that, that was kind of errors. That's what I'm saying. That was the deeper. We just went into it. Dove deep yeah. right away. Yeah, well, you you came at that with such a weird how many hits. Um, they, the Yankees pitching did really good three games. <laughs> Not good one game. They won the three games. They did really good. <laughs> um, I think, that, you know, we've been doing quote-unquote state of the unions. I would say, and again, this is why I just want to run run hot and happy. This was potential house of horrors. Tampa, where we've, we've had nightmares throughout the years. The first game we lose Hicks, we see people are getting hit by pitches. We're on the turf. We have the potential to blow home field for the wild card game. And we end up walking away <laughs> mostly healthy and winning some good baseball games. So it's... It, ev- everything went really well. It would have been cool to win that third game, sure, and already have everything clinched up. But and I'll I'll let you elaborate. But as as you well know, now for the the wild card game to be at Yankee Stadium, the Yankees need to win one of three games, or the A's need to lose one of three games. Either of those combinations gets the Yankees in. So. Unless they get swept in the A sweep, which would be <laughs> catastrophic, uh, the wild card game will be at Yankee Stadium, and that's what we've wanted for a month now. I look at the the games behind, or the magic number so different than other people, I guess, because I think you're with me, though, from conversations we've had. Magic number is a combination of teams, of games you need the other person to lose and you need to win when you're in first place because you can't do games behind. It's different. When, so, when, so Yankees magic number is two. Well, now it's one. I know. So, so if we lost today and the Yankees magic number was two, my brain, we need to win two games in, in Boston. That's what that means. But a lot of people are like, no, man, they're going to lose. You can bank on them to lose on. Magic number to me, I, I'd, that means how many you have to win. You cannot trust other teams to do your bidding for you. But a lot of people, and I think the Yankees brass, my main point, just expected the A's to lose. I, it's a more I, of a personal question. How did how do you like if if we were? I'm so happy because one magic number at one with the last series is way different in my brain than two. Two would have been I would have been so nervous if we lost this game game four against the Rays and the magic number was two going into the last series no because again like you're partially right it's it's what you can control and what's in your hands but if the magic number was two going into tomorrow Yanks win Oakland loses it's still all over so it, it could be over in one one day like that, and the Red Sox have nothing to do except try to be healthy, so if the Yankees really wanted to win games, um, they would have a leg up by playing their best lineup to win that game. I mean, it's it's just an extra level of security. Um, again, have, having it where the Yankees would have to get swept and Oakland would have to sweep, you're sitting semi-comfortable. But, yeah, I mean, you... You want to win one in Boston no matter what. I'm comfortable right now that we won. I'm also happy. I think they're playing good. I think there's every now and then you get bits of shittiness and like a bad Tanaka start, bad Hap start. We've had those along the stretch. Since Judge came back, I think, and Kutch started going and Voight continued going, and I think, you know, we've looked like a pretty decent team. 
Yeah, and I mean we're still we're sans Didi right now, who's supposed to be coming back. I guess that's that would be our normal pre-show stuff. He's been cleared to play. Hicks also locked up his hammy a little bit. I think he was fine to play, but they were just not going to put him on the turf in Tampa. Um, but yeah, I man, we said when Didi went down that the Luke Voigt Yankees haven't had their full team together for what a game when Didi got hurt. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. And and I will say I was dead wrong on my gut feeling, but I was just so down in the dumps. I thought Didi was out. And you now were preparing it, for the worst. Well, yeah, we still haven't seen him. And like Boone said, we don't know if we'll see him in Boston. And it's like, well, what the fuck then? Is he not? Is he not? Is he? If we don't see Didi at all for Boston, will we see him in the wild card? He's he's just being coy again for some reason, just because that's the new managerial thing to not give anything away. He'll, uh, barring you know Didi carrying too many suitcases on the plane, he's gonna get an at bat and probably play a little defense in Boston. I would think so as well. Hicks says he's fine and ready to go, and then Glaber played game four. So those were all the injuries we're worried about. Chapman's still kind of weird. We'll get into that later, I think, maybe. So, all right, let's let's burn. State, well, State of the Union, did you sum it up? Let's sum it up. State of the Union, um, I am, um, optis, uh, I am uh, optimistically anticipating heartbreak. If you want that to be your State of the Union, fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, feel good we came into a place that's been a house of horror show for us for years and essentially did what felt like our job for the first time this year which sounds so inappropriate to a 98 win team but it really did yeah i just that that wild card game still scaring me oh yeah and it should but it it's it's at the stadium the yankees have the second best record in baseball at the stadium this year. And by the way, I think the A's had like the fourth best home record at the at their home stadium this year. So yeah, all that foul territory fucking cheaters. Yeah, you you guys cheating and winning and stuff. So, I don't know. This we've we've been talking wild card for a month now. The goal was to get it at home. And I guess this this was my one heavy thought that I said I wasn't going to get into too much. And it's it's actually not that heavy. But I, I started thinking about the season as a whole. And if the Yankees, if they win two out of three in Boston, they're a 100-win team, which I think they're not going to go for. But Booney wants it. Your first year as manager to win 100 games. So, I, I mean, they're not going to be pushing their main guys to get that 100 win. But you're going to see him manage and try to get that for sure, and hopefully you see the guys rally around it. And I was starting to think, because we talked about preseason expectations and we had some fun on the Joe's McFly episode, which if you haven't listened to that, give that a shout. That was a lot of fun. And I was thinking, if you told me this season the Yankees were going to win 100 games the first year under Aaron Boone, what would have felt like a disappointing or whatever regular season? And I would have said hey, if the Red Sox beat us by like one or two games, then you'd be kicking yourself. We'll see how this series lands, but the Red Sox still won the division by nine games right now, coming into now a series that doesn't matter. So I don't know. I guess I've, I've 
I've found I've come to grips with that a little more than I have over the past few weeks. Any we, any thoughts on that? We've had enough time where if you haven't accepted that, <laughs> hey, fuck, the Red Sox got the division. They played much better than us, more consistent, and they didn't have to deal with as many injuries and bullshit as we had to deal with. Then, I mean, if you're not over that yet, I feel like you're never going to get over it and you just want to harp on it. Probably, yeah. dude. The division, whatever. It's it's been out of sight forever. Win but the you know what card, I'm you know what I'm saying. It would be it would Sox. be more it would be a lot more frustrating if the Red Sox, you know, if they had a four game lead coming into this series, or you know, even if it was still in reach, and they ended up losing. Then right now it's nine games. All right, hey, good for you guys. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. We'll see you in a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's burn game one. Which was Let's a bullpen. Burn. Which was a bullpen day. Oh my god! Always with the spoilers, am I? Always with the spoilers, and we're spoiling things. You're like a you're like a grandparent. On your mark, I get set, a burn. Double bullpen day at the Trop to start the four game set. Yanks get on the scoreboard first. He is cutch. He is clutch. One nothing Yanks after the solo shot. Tampa would tack on one. We're tied at ones going into the fifth. Let's have a party. A guardy party. RBI single followed by a Giancarlo Stankton. RBI double. Yankees lead 3-1 and wouldn't look back. The judge mandates an insurance run on an RBI double in the seventh. Yankees win 4-1. <gasps> Holder to Tarpley to Gray to Robertson to Chapman to Batances to Britain. Let's go Yanks. Bullpen day, the first time the Yankees have ever really done a bullpen day of this magnitude before. I just hurt myself. Um, I have so many ways I want to go. First, the talk on just bullpen day, I guess. Let's just, well, is there any little offense? I mean, it was Gardy, it was Judge had a uh, hit, uh, Voigt had a hit, of course he did, Andujar, Gardner, blah, blah, blah. Bullpen day, that's the main topic for game one. How do you think yeah. it went? What are your thoughts on bullpen day? Because I have a take. Wow, Jimmy takes. Yeah. Um. You 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 go, and I'll I'll balance you out. Uh, after this series with the Rays, I'm firmly on the path that bullpen day is a successful bullpenning opening is a successful strategy for a team. That needs to win. Who doesn't have five great starting pitchers? Like so, I'm I'm, I'm admitting that on merit it works. If if uh, like instead of throwing a Domingo Herman, Yankees would probably be better to bullpen and open a day. So I'm all for the analytical side that it works. Full agreement. It works. I think it's bad for baseball. I think it's bad for the future of baseball if this becomes a more than 50% of the games one team is bullpenning and for just like um it's a spectator sport for the spectators for the enjoyment the entertainment value that you're bringing like you're putting on a show the entertainment value i think drops drastically i think what the rays did and the yankees did this series was like really tough to watch and if i tried to get anyone as borderline baseball fan to sit through that twice three times a week they'd be out. So I don't know if there's something they need to do. I don't know if you can mandate rules about pitching changes and stuff because it really goes into gameplay. But I think that, I, and David Cohn, you can see him like, I don't think this will really take over. I hope he's right and it doesn't. 
But if it did take over and every team had two starting pitchers and then openers and bullpen days for the next three, I think that's really, really bad for the the product of Major League Baseball, entertainment-wise. Yeah, I see the entertainment aspect, and I'm I'm going to quote Coney Toon, where I I disagree with you that I think it's I think you can be putting a better product on the field and you have to adjust as the offense and the defense. And there's going to be some things in the coming years about shifts and all that. I think the keeping the infielders on the infield, that's a very interesting one. Um, but I mean, with the starters, it's, it kind of is what it is. And I think, you know, I think we're going to see a lot more of this next year. And I mean, there's, I, I, I jokingly said there's advanced stuff on it, but let's break it down. You bring in a fresh one-inning bullpen guy to face your three best hitters. So you wonder, are teams going to start countering by moving their three best hitters down? Um, I I mean, there's a lot of counters and different things you could do. And again, this is this is year one, and we'll, we'll see where it lands in a couple years. Um, the Royals right now are making their starting pitchers pitch like seven innings, even if they get roughed up. So they're almost trying to turn back the clock. And again, hey, we'll see how this postseason goes because it's a copycat league. If Houston makes another big run, guess what? They have the best starting pitchers. <laughs> and then it's kind of going back to one of those things where maybe we're trying to overthink baseball. And like you said, maybe this is a good tactic if you're underwhelmed at the starting pitcher position. But I mean, there's there's clearly something to it, and I think I think you can even go deeper. Like these bullpen guys are built to come in for that one inning, get those guys, and that's it. And then starting pitcher, how for years it's this has just been a lazy thing where it's like, oh well, the the starting pitcher's been you know sitting in the dugout for a while because the offense had a rally. Well, it, maybe he could get warmed up at his own pace now if you if you throw the starter out there and some I mean some smaller things like that. I I don't dislike it. You're playing by the rules. I you you know I have a couple weirdo sports dreams which we'll see what they'll take off. You remember my fo- my football sports dream? Two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. Two two running quarterbacks. You get you almost have a double play action opportunity. We're going to see it someday. I I've heard people talk about it. It's I'm not saying it's going to work, but it'd be cool. Um, and it gives you more options. And for baseball, where I think all this is going, Jim, is almost, and I'm actually running a <laughs> an out-of-the-park baseball simulation, by the way, discount code Talking Yanks. We'll talk about them later because they've just been Miss Cleo in predicting the future. But I've been running a simulation where you do a four-man starter. You basically have four-man backup starters and that still gives you a room for, I think, four normal relievers. And basically, you just have your starters go, you have them able to go five innings if you want, but if they're getting touched up in the third inning, you basically go to your second reliever starter. And I could see baseball going to something like that because you're saving on starting pitching costs. You're asking guys to go three innings, four innings if you need it. And then if and then when you find yourself in blowout games, you can just burn out whoever you want or you might see more field pitchers playing things like that I don't know I the game is going to be going this way and it slowly has been it's just been a slow process going from you're a starting pitcher you're pitching all nine okay we've got a couple relievers if you really need it to where we are nowadays where you know our plan for the wild card game is to throw six relievers even if the starter's doing well to where are we going to be in a few more years I I don't know 
I would hope it's like the Wildcat when the Dolphins did it and everyone thought it was going to change the sport. And I was like, nah, it's just the Wildcat. And then maybe there's always going to be one team that's bullpenning, opener, heavy. There's always one team doing it and everyone else does it uh, maybe five times a season when they need to. That's where I hope. I hope the game corrects itself. I really don't like watching it. And I love watching baseball. If, if, if every game became like this, man, I mean, I guess I'd grow to like it, but it, I, I really, really don't like watching it. But you see, there's this is almost the grumpy people we ignored in the 90s that are talking about Mike Stanton, Ramiro Mendoza, those guys coming out of the bullpen. Even that was this for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> is, is that a weird way to phrase it? So I don't know. I, the game's evolving, and I think there's, there's, some, there's some beauty in that, Jim. All right, game two. I'm kind of four game sets are a little much. So game one, we win, bullpenning, offense does good. The only person to give up a run was Sonny Gray, and I think it was uh, uh, Gary's fault because <laughs> the pass yeah. ball scored. But yeah. Sonny was the only one to give up hits as well. Our bullpen went hitless. Holder it's... opened it up. Tarpley, my boy, Green, Robertson, Chapman, Batansis, Britton. Hitless, and that's as best as you can do. Sonny Gray gets the win, approves to 11-9 and nine on the year, by the way. Just proving how much the win stat means. Take, take that to Grom. All right, game two of oh, this. That'd be, that'd be a good tweet, Jim. You got you to gotta work that up. Someone already tweeted it. Had, there's nothing God. new under the sun. God, everything's been done. Yep. On your mark. How about a movie where this girl who's a scientist falls in love with like a, a, like a creature? She was a janitor, not a scientist. I didn't see the movie. That, I would never watch that movie. It's actually a good movie. It shouldn't have won Best Picture. And Andy Hart looks like the fish person. I heard uh, it, it, I heard Three Billboards was a lot better. And I love oh, The Big Sick. I fucking sick. hated Three Billboards. Yeah? Three Billboards is cool if you want a movie that doesn't have an ending. They throw out all these characters, and, and they all have their problems. And then in the end the two get in the car together to go do what should be the really exciting part of the movie, seek revenge and learn to like each other. And they, and they get in the car to go do that. And then they roll credits and it's like, Oh wait, but the whole third act when you were going to salvage this, you just ended, but I'm in the vast minority. A lot of people like, yeah, you are. That that Um, movie was bad. And I love that director. Six pack cinema. Go listen. That's all my movie takes. What what should have, what should have won best picture that year? Uh, last year, Shape of Water. I thought, Big Sick. I liked Dunkirk, and I liked... Um, oh, you're always a war movie guy, though. No, Dunkirk is so original. It's so weird. I don't even think it's a great movie, but I think it's like, uh, like very masterful in how it's made. Game I two, g- talking movies. Yeah, game two. Sevy on the bump. Big time Sevy start. Need to oh see what he's got. Oh, my God. It's like spoiled meat in here. On your mark, get set, burn. Luis Severino versus Jake Ferrier. Hey, good first name. Top three, Echeverria, Echeverria. (laughs) Solo Dolo followed by King Louis V, RBI double. Walker walks in a run, LMAO. Anduhar sack fly and then, who who the hell is that? El Gary, the Kraken. Three run shot, the blowout is on. Sevy looked okay through five innings pitch. Two earned runs, 7K. Andujar hits a yabo late because, of course, he does. 
Sevi to Canely to Tarpley to old friend Domingo Herman. Yankees win nine two. Nice. It's uh, it was Lady Bird or um, Ooh, Dunkirk Lady Bird. were my two options. Loved Lady Bird. Sevi, I blew the gun because I was like, guess Sevi's not starting because he had that run bad inning. But then you look at it in the end now, the bad inning was actually bad. Uh, he got saved on the out at the home plate with um, Judge through Judge to Walker, whoever it was, threw the guy out at home plate, Choi. That saved Sevy because the next batter, I think, roped a line drive, and so that would have tagged up for another run, and he got hit hard that inning. He did come back and make the corrections and finish strong. So, I, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're forcing ourselves to be happy with the Sevy start. Uh, if this was Sonny Gray, we'd be ecstatic with this start. If this is Luis Severino, it's not. It's a, kind of a bummer. But he, he did get pulled early. He could have gone a little longer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this Sevy start. And then Canely comes in. Tarpley comes in. Herman comes in because we have a lot of runs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are we going to do – do we want to do a whole Sevy thing right now? I mean, should wild card pitcher just be a segment for us now? <laughs> Let's do it at the end. At the okay. End, after, after all four games, it would make more sense. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, hey, Sevy kind of did his job. You score enough runs, you get to use the non-key guys in the bullpen, the the dream, the the good. Herman. How funny was it seeing Herman again? Old friend. Two innings pitch, one hit, four Ks. Lo- love good Herman. Good Herman, but how long was Herman in a mainstay? Like two months worth of like every fifth day yeah. is Herman? Yeah. Should the Yankees have tried something new? Like thinking back on that two month. Thinking back on that two months, should he have gotten the ball every fifth day as often as he did? Yeah, people were calling for Herman to be our third best starter for a little bit. He had a cup he'd thrown a couple good ones and look filthy, and you're like, okay, he's gonna figure it out and be a stud the rest of the way, and then he'd throw a dud. Yeah, your then, your your wish is that like his good wasn't as good because if his good was not as good, he wouldn't have gotten as many starts because that but it outweighed the bad so much. Yeah. But by the end, he had to go. Had to go. Yeah. I mean, that was, the, I think, the Yankee move that we kind of smiled and nodded with the most that when he got blown up his last start, it was like, you're done. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. We Thank were rooting you. for you. <laughs> you're done. The Trop, my parents were at two of these games. Trop's a piece of shit, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. On to game three. And hey, man, I think uh, every starter with a hit. Only one starter with two hits, and you put up nine runs. So that's kind of cool. Every starter got at least one hit? Yeah. Everyone got invited to the party. Besides, Glaber didn't start. He got pulled. Yeah, pretty cool. That's always fun. Yeah. And 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 only only one person with two hits, El Gary. So that's that's kind of impressive. That's that's what we're talking about when we say that, that good team stuff. Echeveria. 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 I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. We talked about the home. We talked about our favorite home run calls from Sterling for all the new people with uh, Joe's McFly in last episode. So if you're interested in that conversation, yeah. but I like the Echeveria one. Etcha sketch. Game three. Wild card starter Tanaka on the mound. 
here to prove all his worth on why he should get the ball. What happened, Jake? Are you ready? Can you burn it for me and all the people that are listening that didn't get a chance to watch this beautiful Wednesday night baseball game? On your mark, get set, burn, Jakey Burn. Wild card starter Tanaka trying to show all the fans that he deserves the ball if you didn't watch again. Oh, no, that's what you just said. Tanaka versus Ryan Stanek, another fake starter for the Orioles. Yanni Chirinos would come in and get a lot of innings. But top one, <laughs> Disco ain't dead, Jim. Disco Neal, three-run shot. It's 3 nothing Yankees on the first. Tanaka's on the mound. This is going to be a cakewalk, right? No, because the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight scoring plays would all be by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Wendell RBI single. Tommy Pham homers in there. CJ Cron with the big double. Justice Sheffield, bottom eight. The Yankees are half in punt mode. Throws over to first, gets away. We also had a terrible Tanaka error in the first inning that made the race tie it up at threes. But whatever, it's bottom eight, it's 8-3. Kind of tough, but we've won the first two games. Wait, top nine. Couple runners on Judge. RBI single, El Gary scores. It's 4-8. And we've got the tying run at the plate, and it's King Louis V. And he gets a hold of one to deep center, Jim. It is high, it is far, it's off the wall, about two feet away from a game-tying home run. He doesn't get to second either on the play. 6-8, Yanks, that's okay. We've still got two outs. Tyler Wade, ugh, he gets in at bat, flies out to right. Giancarlo reaches on the infield single. It's 8-7, but Jim, that would be your final. Yanks come up just that short in a game that... Man, I guess this is what I was talking about when I said if the Red Sox were closer to us in the standings. we, I mean, we were so close to just being there. <laughs> well, just, if the Red Sox were closer to us in the standings, Glaber would be playing, D would be playing, Hicks would be right. playing, and Wade would not get a big at-bat. Right. So that's why I can't fully get invested. Oh, in no, it. I wasn't saying that. I was just saying the spirit of it. Like, this yeah. game would have been fine if we just kind of rolled over and lost 8-3. The fact we got it to 8-7 and we basically tied it up, that that was tougher. Yeah, I like, so I'm just a big dumb idiot that, sure. like, I, I'm, I'm happy. People are like, that was, that was worse than losing 8-3. No. No, no, it was not. That was much better. They showed fight. They got like a bunch of hits in a row. Sure, now that it became a one-run game, it highlights all the mistakes. Like I had people DMing me and reaching out like, we lost by one and they has got to run because Gary's passed ball. We lost by one and they got to run because Sheffield tried to do a sneaky pickoff move. We lost by one and it's because Voight didn't get to second on a ball he hit off the wall we lost by one and it's because Anduhar can't field a simple ball to third without going back on it double clutching it's like all of those things people just want to highlight one of them so people listening you have one in mind that you blame more than everything else everyone has one they just choose one thing and so the human brain works and says that's the reason right there there's a lot of them this the race scored eight runs I don't think I single one out. I, yeah, yeah, all of them. Sterling said it was the worst loss of the year. You were, he said that a couple of times. You were big on the Sheffield one last night. I mean, yeah, because it's a throw over to first, dog, and it's I the know. last run. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I'm right. You're an idiot. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't. Gotcha. Being, gotcha. I wasn't trying to be gotcha. combative. Backpedaling. I. I. I the. Uh, the Tanaka one kills me because he's a good defender. Like Andy Hart doesn't make that play because 
It's just not in his skill set yet, right. so whatever. Gary does pass balls all the time, so what am I going to kill myself when he does the same thing? So Sheffield's you're saying you're, you're the same as all the other people. They're, you're you're acting combative. I said everyone has one. I have the Tanaka one. That oh, you said no. You said you didn't. No, you I said everyone just, has one. Oh, okay. That's just, why I was being combative. I thought you were saying you're the only guy. No, oh, everyone has one. That okay. Tanaka error is worse for me because Tanaka's a smart, really good fielder. So for him to just pick that up and fling it for no reason, because the rest, those guys are doing stuff we now have come to expect them to do. And it's frustrating, but I can't like... You expect Justin Sheffield to throw away a pickoff to first? I expect a, a guy in his second ever outing to do something dumb. Okay. Yeah, it's just I I I feel there was every every other episode for a month I was saying the Yankees just come short of this giant comeback that would be like watch out for the Yankees like one of the two stories they show on Sports Center all day and they it just <laughs> it's this one was this one was tough cuz Luke Voigt was 2 feet away from having it. He and thought he got it too. I know. I know. It would have been awesome. But I like, like Kay said this on this game, he liked Boone's quotes because Boone was actually pissed. He was like, no, we we came here, we played two really good games, and then we just did that the next day. Usually the next day, Boone won't even talk about the day before. Right. And then Voigt was really mad at himself for not getting to second, which was kind of Judge's fault anyway. Pedal to the ground, man. Yeah, whatever. I mean, but I'm happier that they came back and gave us that life. Because I think it carried over into the next day. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Which we can do now. Well, do we want to talk about the errors and shit more? I mean, Gary's bad at pass balls. I think we um, kind of covered it. Mc- McCutcheon, Judge had a had a single into kind of left center, but McCutcheon froze because he thought the shortstop might have a chance yeah, at it. That That's was another brutal. one. And then Stan grounds into a double play with the bases loaded. This game was littered with... One play that you can blow up and say, that's the right. reason. Right. There's tons of them. Man. Yeah. And then Anduhar. I mean, I love Anduhar, but I really hope they fix his double clutch and and have him charge balls. Yeah. I mean, that backhand chopper, you're just everyone's thinking the same thing, even Miguel Anduhar. <laughs> yeah. God, this, I can't hit, the, I can't feel this one. But whatever, it's, we still won the first two, so now we've yeah. lost one. Now we need to win game four to win the series. Jake, can you let me know what happened here? Sure. We got the big man, CeCe, on the bump. On your mark, get set, burn. Yanks trying to take three out of four at the trap. CeCe Sabathia on the mound against 17 bullpen arms for the Rays. If CeCe pitches seven innings, he gets a 500K bonus. Get to that in a bit. Top one, the dude obliges. Anduhar, three-run homer, makes it 4-0 Yanks after one. RBIs by Romine, Judge, Voigt make it 7-0 Yanks. We're in the fourth. Andrew Kittredge, no one will remember your name, throws at Romine in the sixth for no reason, and he makes the Yanks angry, and you wouldn't like them when they're angry. Guardy triple, Judge sack fly, then Luke in G-Unit with a cherry on top. We going back to back. 11-0 Yanks midway through six. CC retaliates and hits Sucre, gets ejected after only giving up one hit, because guess what? The big man just wants to win, as the Yankees did today. 11-1 final. Yanks take three of four. Magic number down to one. 
Let's go, Yanks. So I, I, I got my optimistic paintbrush out here, Jake. Momentum alone. Bullpen day, you just fucking shut them down. Like, look at all our guns. Look at our fancy military equipment on full display, right? Then Sevy has a decent game, good enough, and the offense goes crazy, game two. Now, game three sucks because we didn't finish it, but we put up, what, a six spot in the in the ninth to come back? So that does put some momentum. And then now, game four, you have your old man throwing a gem, and then we've got, like, this galvanizing moment where not only did CeCe throw it, and before that, they were just, they hit five balls over 100 miles per hour in a row after Romine took the, the pitch close to his head. And the dugout, they were, they were like, Judge pointed at his head, was like, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. And that, or don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, it was something. <laughs> it wasn't like just, just happenstance that they were so pumped up about that. Like, it was, they were galvanized. They were excited. There's momentum. I thought this series in Tampa. I looked at it on the calendar in August or when we swept, got swept by the Red Sox. Four games set at the Trop. We had only won one game there so far. We got swept there the last time we were there. I had it circled as hell, not fun. And uh, we, come out with, we come out with three wins, the series, and not that. I think a lot of positives. Stanton ends with two home runs. Gary got a couple hits going. Uh, Judge hasn't got a home run yet, but he looks good. So the, then you have the injuries. That's those are a little bit scary. They didn't. Dee Hicks didn't really play. Um, Andujar is two home runs in the series. Voit eight hits or whatever the hell Voit was doing. The the bullpen besides D Rob looks good. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that came out of this series. Now will it translate into one game versus Oakland? Who the fuck knows? But I think if we get past that. I like our odds to compete in a really nice series with Boston. Yeah, House of Horrors is what I opened with, and that's what you were expecting. And I did the Didi news, and I, I, I'll go even cornier on you, Jim. It's like a seeing is believing kind of thing. We, we saw the Yankees roll out their full bullpen and go shut out, like no hits, which is pretty badass, and... The team, the team's openly discussed and said that's going to be one of their methods going forward. So seeing is believing there. And again, that's why I just wanted the big comeback, just because the Yanks have haven't haven't had the big game with the big comeback where just everyone's going bonkers. They've had a couple good ones, but again, like this, this would have if they won the one yesterday, it almost would have been. Like, we clinched the home field, and that was our goal coming in. Afraid of the worst in the trap. And then, yeah, I mean, CeCe just doing, I mean, a team move in multiple ways. Throwing at a guy when he had a great game going. Costing himself potentially 500 k which, by the way, I know it's fun right now. I think the Yankees are going to give him that money just because I think it's kind of like organizational, good vibes, good handshake type stuff. Half a million dollars? No, they're not. I think so, man. I'd I'd be surprised if they didn't. But um, like galvanized is a great word to use there. I mean, Romine, uh, you know, the now fully backup catcher, who I looked at a bunch of his stats today. I I think he's gonna get a starting job somewhere next year. Um, 
But he's also a guy on the team that we know is loved, and CC kind of threw it out there. Yeah, it's a blowout. Yeah, I've got money on the line. I don't give a shit. I'm I'm gonna throw at that guy because this is baseball and this is who we are. So yeah, man. There's so a lot, so many positives that came from this series. It would, I mean, it would have been ten out of ten. It would have been Ladybird if they had come back in the in the third game there. The the uh, ejection we didn't get into it enough. The, did you? Let me let me let's walk your brain through it and walk my brain through it as well. Ooh. When Romine takes that pitch to the head, or did you put it together that it was retaliation for CC hitting the guy in the hands? Because I didn't even piece that together. It's like what the fuck? Kind of, and that's what everyone was doing. Like uh, Romine was talking to the other catcher, like what, what, why? What was that? You you could literally see him say why. <laughs> Yeah, he said, was that on purpose? And then we can't see what the catcher says. And then Romine goes, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of funny. And that Tanaka hit a guy with the slider the game before. And a I don't slider. know. I guess, I guess if two guys get hit, if you want to feel that way and you're the Rays, knock yourself out. But you can't throw out the head. But, yeah, and where that guy threw that. And, dude, you're you're a garbage player. I'm I'm not sorry, Andrew Kittredge, but, like, Dude, your career could be over tomorrow and you have a career like seven ERA and your highlight reel will be thrown at the head of the Yankees' backup catcher. So, I mean, that's just, hey, hey, Kittredge got our bats hot in two games this series, so I'll take that. But, yeah, dude, you're you're trash. Get out of here. And then CeCe, and I think the whole team would have been fine if CeCe didn't retaliate, but that wasn't an option for him. I tweeted out that, he was going to, I was like, I, I didn't say like, CeCe's going to throw it, but I was like, I wouldn't be surprised with how often CeCe talks on the R2C2 podcast about how the fight in Detroit last year was awesome for the clubhouse and team morale and everything. CeCe probably wanted to fight. I think CeCe was upset that they didn't come out and fight. He was waiting in the dugout, just standing there like, are we you guys still not going to come? Yeah. Well, and there, there's some, some idiot on the Rays had his leg like halfway over. Like the the fake, I'm coming, I'm coming. It's like, dude, that's that's worse than anything. Like, either hop it or don't, but don't do that. Judge taking on the whole bullpen is awesome. That was great. Not t- taking on, obviously, but going over there and talking with them. And then yeah. that little pipsqueak Sergio Romo coming yeah. out to the front like he's the leader of the bullpen just because he's the closer, dude. No one likes you. Yeah. I mean, I in my head, I saw Judge kind of using Sergio Romo as his weapon. In, in taking on the bullpen. Pick it up, Sergio Romo. Cleats out and just swinging him in a circle. Yes, yes. That'd be so cool if he grabbed him, like hooked him from underneath the arms the way you would drag a dead guy through like the street, you know? And then but Judge picked him up and swung him around that way, like you do with a little kid. I'm just painting the picture better for people that didn't understand it the first time we said it. And just yeah, taking out had all it. the I relief. think they had it. <laughs> No, we, I think no, the people had, had it. I think they the people needed had the it. dead. They needed the dead guy dragging visual. Yeah, I started right. Deadwood again, so I'm just I'm picturing dead guys getting dragged through the street a lot. Nice. There you go. Um, knew CC was going to hit him. The the uh, <laughs> the shit talking. The uh, that's for you, bitch. Pretty pretty fun. Perfect. I think Perfect. that gif. I made a gif Fam- of that. It's fam- on like family in the crowd. My last three updates are like, yo, that gif is on Deadspin, uh, River Ave Blues. Everyone's going to love that gif. His family in the crowd is awesome. It's it's great. Like, draft Little C tomorrow and, and get him on the Yankees in a decade. 
He's not as hard at his dad. No, but he 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 gets it. For Who is, you know. What are whatever generation is coming up. Yeah. He's going to be awesome. the CC of that generation. Like, whoa, little get- little C pitches six innings? Wow. Oh, dude, you would have loved this little moment in Aaron Boone's press conference afterwards. So they have to do that game like it slipped, blah, blah, for fines, you know, because if you admit right. to throwing, then you'll get suspended. If you don't admit, you say it's an accident. They can't suspend you. They just fine you. So everyone's got to play that game. But the journalists and beat reporters always want to trip you up. So Boone's post game, Meredith opens up. I tweeted out the video. Meredith, Meredith, Meredith just opens up with, so do you not have a problem with CC hitting them on purpose? And Boone, like, took a second, like, thinks about it. He's like, um, uh, who, what? CC, throwing at them on purpose. You don't have a problem with that? You're being a little presumptuous. <laughs> Come on, Meredith. <laughs> Come on, Meredith. Try to trip me up that easily. Why are you, why are you trying, why are you but trying to play a, like that? He just got this smirk on his face. Like, you know I can't say that. Actually, would have right. been it would would have been kind of cool if Kittredge... <laughs> Like, actually didn't mean it. <laughs> I had a bunch of Rays fans coming into my Twitter saying, like, Kitchers didn't mean to hit him on purpose. This is no, so he did. It's like, oh, but I can't. I don't want to get in a fight with you because you're a Rays fan. And at this point in the season and in the year 2018, super admirable. But he did. I mean, yeah, he, I, yeah. I was like putting all these defenses Romine together. checked with the catcher. <laughs> and he said, yes. And the yes. catcher didn't and say no. Said, yeah. Yes, exactly. That was my point, Jake. That was my point. And every no, other my pitch point. Kidrid's threw was in the zone. Great smashed. point, Jake. Let's Great move point. on to awards. Let's move on to awards. They are brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. You can go to their website, A-F-F-O-R-D-A-B-L-E.com. They got homes. They got roads. They got Yankees. They got other teams, too. They got all the jerseys you need. Go get a Voight jersey. Go get a Sabathia jersey. No one's going to be wearing 52 for a while, probably. So go get that one. I feel like you got to be a big boy to pull off the Sabathia jersey, though. Who knows? You think uh, CeCe's number gets retired? Question no. mark? No, no. I think it does. If it does, then like Brett Gardner's does, and I don't think either of them do. No. it. I mean, CeCe's pretty high up on the Yankees' all-time wins and strikeouts list and stuff. That's true. I was just thinking, like, 10 years. Yeah, no. <laughs> CeCe's an all CC's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I take it back. But uh, go get yourself a affordable jersey from affordablejerseys.com. $100. They're from Majestic Cool Base uniforms. They've shipped to you from a manufacturer in Pennsylvania. Awards. It's not Sunday. It's Thursday, which means Jake's gets to go first, which I'm pretty upset about. Um, we do Pride of the Yankees. Then we do Yankee Motherfucker. And then we do regular old awards. Jake, do you have a Pride of the Yankees? I, I do. Who it be? I I want to talk myself out of it, but dude, it's Luke Voigt. Wow. Okay. Good. I still get my guy that I wanted to give them. And nice. I mean, there's there's four great eligible candidates, so your pick's probably not that good, anyways. But dude, Luke Voigt batted five hundred eight for sixteen, uh, and only one homer. So it, like, and Susan Waldman and a, a lot of the people were talking about it. Great, like he's playing baseball. He's he's hitting doubles where they go. He's hitting singles, and man, he just looks great. He had five RBI, a uh, couple walks. OBP was five fifty six this series. He's he's an absolute stud. You're you're sitting there waiting for it to stop, but 
I think the weird thing is it like it's passing the eye test. And you and I talked about this in kind of an honest moment um, after we interviewed Joe's the other day. Man, I mean, it's going to be so interesting to see what the postseason brings for the Yankees, obviously. But Luke Voigt's destiny, that's a dramatic word, is going to be decided in a matter of either like three at-bats in the wildcard game if the Yankees lose... Or, I mean, potentially a five-game series or a full playoffs. I I don't know. He's He's been great. He's done everything he should to get the first base job next year. But if things fall apart with this season, he, he could potentially get screwed and be a Shane Spencer blip on the radar, which at this point, he, I don't want to say he doesn't deserve because he's, he's just been out of control, Jimmy. He's... he's- He's crazy. Like the thing you said is he only had one home run in these four games, but all the other stats, the walks, the base hits, the RBIs, the big hits. Had another one go off the wall, by the way. He's he's insane right now. He's just going full nut job. Cashman is licking his chops, just up there licking away, licking, licking, licking at Voight. Just looking and licking. He's a Voight licker. Just looking and licking, huh? Yep. Kind of like you when you're in middle school, pervert. Hey, and I had a, a one of my rare good tweets. Um, so St. Louis traded away Luke Voigt and Tommy Pham to the Rays, who we saw this series, who have both in 36 games played have OPSs over 1,000, or however you want to say it. And the St. Louis right now is one game back in the wild card. And they traded away two guys that have been hitting at an MVP level for the past month and a half. Yeah, but they got Chase and Shreve. So. Yeah, who's pitched solid, by the way. My boy. I bet his ERA looks good, but if you went to look at individual game logs, it's terrible. Come on. I mean, I guarantee it. <laughs> okay. My pride of the Yankees, and this is an easy one. It's um, CC Sabathia. Oh, wrong. Put the team... On his back, man. Said, fuck $500,000, half a million dollars. He didn't even, I, I doubt he even, like, had that thought process at all. And, uh, oh, he did. You think so? In the middle oh, yeah. of the moment, I think I think he just, like, he was up the steps as soon as Romine got tossed at. He's you know what one, he was doing. He was throwing one of his better games. So, also, performance-wise, five innings, one hit, something like that, zero runs. He's trying to, he's trying to get that playoff start, bro. Good for him, dude. I wish everyone was as hungry, both on the field and off the field, as he is doing good things. Is that a fat to, joke? It was a fat. No, it was a need a lot joke. You don't oh, have okay. to. You don't have to be fat to have a big appetite. Okay. So, are we okay? No. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I mean, dude, it, it, CC's the pride of the Yankees. He that was awesome moment. That was. It's not on the field, although it is on the field was good as well. Big man, yeah, we we uh we we might have to send that that Kittredge fellow a thank you package if the Yanks make a run. CC goes well, and uh, he he sparked another big fellow for us. Who I I think we're gonna talk about in a little bit. Ooh, I have no idea. Who's your Yankee mother effer? Yankee, you Yankee mother fluffer. Um. Dude, Tanaka, sorry about you. 
Um, you and you and I were talking ourselves into Tanaka as the the wild card game starter for about three weeks, and now is that out the door, Jim? I don't know anymore. I think it is. I don't think it is. Remember when we used to do the percentages? When we used to, um, two weeks ago. I mean, now is Sevi in the lead? Is Hap? Is Tanaka? I have no clue. I don't know. They know what they're doing. It's, they won't say it. It's pissed me off. Yes, yes. I wish I, they would say, we I have think a it, plan, but we're just not sharing it right now, rather than they continuously say, we don't know yet. We haven't made a decision. Because if you haven't made a decision yet, that's worse, guys. Make a decision. Or at least have a semblance of an idea. They do. They're, they're doing, everyone's doing the Bill Belichick now. You, you just give enough information to get by, but you have your full game plan. I mean, I... I don't know if we want to do this right now. I think it's going to be Sevy. No, dude, we're in the middle of Yankee Motherfucker. Okay. Get your segments right. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it, but... So yours is Tanaka. MF or Tanaka. Mine is David Robertson. Mm. Who's a fan favorite, and I love D-Rob. He actually made his, like, 500th appearance as a Yankee reliever, which is only behind Mariano Rivera. Kind of took me back that... Makes sense, cool. but it took me. But it's cool. D. Rob had uh, in during bullpen day. He got saved by a guardy catch, uh, and then he was. And then in game three, he gives up three runs or four runs or whatever it was. He gave up a lot of runs. He looked bad. It's like, hey, if we bullpen day, D. Rob, you're a big, big part of that. And that's why being a reliever is so scary, man. Because everyone has an off day, right? But if you're a reliever and you have an off day in the wild card game, like that is that's that's terrible. That's <laughs> potentially blow you know, 162 games. Yes, because every reliever has like what five to ten off days in a season. Oh like sure, D-Rob makes sixty appearances, so he's probably got five to ten bad appearances. Um, and if one of those just lands. Maybe he got him out of the way, so that's a good thing. But, yeah, he's my m- motherfucker because, I mean, both of his outings, one looks good, but it wasn't. It was scary. Gardner saved him with a really nice catch, and then he had a really good gif reaction of it. And the other one, he, he blew. So Yeah, it'll be interesting. I It'll be interesting. Well, obviously the wild card game will be interesting, but it'll be interesting to see because, like, Holder and D-Rob are the only two bullpen guys that you'd want to get you out of the middle of an inning I guess Chad too but the D-Rob Houdini obviously and then Holder's kind of been doing that all year so we'll we'll see how that plays out yeah I I, I have no idea I mean I think it's gonna I don't I don't know if Holder gets it I think it's Chad D-Rob Batances Chapman Britton I think they're gonna get an inning each cool. I, I, not my hope I just think yeah from all the signs. All right, regular old award. Who you got? I'm going to give the thank you, you stupid Rays bullpen idiot award. Oh. Sergio Romo. Got him fired up. He gave up six runs, and they got him fired up for the next day. Totally wrong. Okay. Well, uh, the award's going to Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, I see. Yes. I see. I thought you were going to give it to that 
Dude who throws cats off mountains. No. Um, okay. Uh, anyways, so Giancarlo showed some signs of life, but again, been slumping. He's down to 260. It's come, coming close to that 250 range. He ends up finishing today, which, I mean, they were semi in slop time, but he gets two home runs, which we, we've been waiting for, and we've seen how hot that dude can get. Um, ends up finishing the series with six runs, four RBIs, four walks. His eye was looking good. And he hits the two home runs on the last day. And, man, if if that guy's back, now, like, the the, the eyes start to open up. <laughs> like, if Stan goes back to being hot Stan, hashtag hot Stan, um, that would be huge. So, I, I again, hopefully we look back at this fourth game with the Devil Rays and be like, wow, thank, thanks, Tampa. Thank you so much for starting so many things. Stanton. The brawl. Stanton, CC, Romine's pissed. <laughs> what about Gary's home run? See if we talk about it. Well, my next award. What's your first award? My first regular old award is the too little, too late, but great award. Bad award. No, that's just because you've never won it. Oh, man. Too little, too great. Too little, too late, but great award. I think I've won that award like a ton of times. No, no. no. <laughs> yes, dude. You that's, always, you always. That's win one the, of the many mantras of my life. No, no, no. You always win the. Um, oh, good burn. Now go back to your award. <laughs> to to nothing, to never, award. Yikes. Okay, he'll edit that out. Brett Gardner, man. Gardner oh, had a wow. hell of a series. He yeah, didn't he did. even start game one, but he comes in because Hicks comes out. He gets an RBI single. He scores from first on a judge single. Then he makes the game-saving catch for D-Rob. And then the rest of the series, he had five hits and 14 at-bats and one walk, which gives him 357 average, 400 on base percentage, six runs scored. Um Gardner, dude, if you did this like three weeks ago, you'd make things much more interesting. I think Kutch has the spot locked up. I think think Gardner has a spot on the bench locked up for the wild card and for the playoffs. But I wish that he didn't. I wish that he was playing outstanding forever. And I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just like to see Gardner do good. He still brings a lot. David Cohn was like romanticizing how he runs the bases. And I want to romanticize that, too. I remember me and you got in a huge debate with one of our college roommates about how if you took an 80-speed baseball player and a 91-speed football player, the baseball player would run around the bases faster because there's an art to it and, like, a form. And they, and our roommate was saying no, and we were like, no, you would because you have to know how to run the bases. You can't just – whatever. Gardner's perfect at it. He's like textbook. So yeah. Gardner gets the too little, too late, but great award. And when when he's right, man, it's it's disruptive baseball. It's speed baseball. It's in the gap. You're you're putting pressure on the other team. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think you're going to see him a good amount in this Red Sox series, resting the other guys. But yeah, kind of, it does suck that even if he goes hot this next series, like he's you you already made your bed, buddy. Yeah. That's why I gave him the too little, too late award. I know. That's why we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. You're up. Who's your award? 
My award. Uh, my award goes to let's uh, you're out of control award. You're out of control award. You're out of control. I think I know who gets it, Jake. Yeah, you should. It's nice of you to finally give him an award. It's a long silence we just had. Yeah, been waiting for you. You want me to guess? Well, yeah, that's the whole thing you were building up there, so. It's really nice of you to give this guy an award. It's Anduhar. It's Anduhar. And I mean, the t- faked you out you j- like you thought I wasn't going to get it right, but I knew it the whole time. I knew you had it. There's the only option. Uh, the two home runs. I, again, he doesn't have the most impressive series, but like he he hits that home run today, which again, this was a big game. Like like you talked about your fears about having the magic number being two going into Boston. He sets us off with a, a four run first inning. Um, just another two home run series. I get the other numbers aren't that impressive. I mean, five RBIs, um, only hit two thirty five. But did he just all year, all year? Do you want to do the rookie of the year thing at all? Um, no, because my opinion makes Yankee fans upset. Right. You think Otani's going to get it? I think Otani's going to get it, and I don't think it's like egregious that he gets it. I do a little bit just because from the mindset of injury is the only thing I think. Yeah, it's it's like giving out the MVP award to me. I mean, you're not going to give someone the MVP award for having 100 really good games over someone who's had a similar really good games for 140, 150 games, you know? I don't. But, the but MVP I get it. Thing, I mean, it's also it's a storyline award. Yes, that's it's more of a storyline award than of a. MVP like you helped your team win award for sure and Otani's the storyline the way I put it is two years ago if I told you yo there's going to be this rookie he's subpar on defense but he absolutely fucking mashes he doesn't take a week off no off days he's got he's going to put together a hell of a year so many doubles home runs just consistency you'd say that's awesome that sounds cool I'm excited to see that kid if I tell you Yo, there's this 22-year-old that's going to come and prove that he can be an ace pitcher while hitting home runs on his off days from the DH spot. You're going to say that's no, that that's impossible. That's not going to happen. That's not real because it's, that's what people have been saying for 70 years since Babe Ruth did it. And Otani just came and he got hurt, and I think that hurts him the most that he that he got hurt and missed time because Andujar had the whole year being productive and healthy. But if you can't understand why Otani's going to get votes, what he's doing is unheard of and heavily dismissed for 70 years by everyone that watches and follows baseball has been saying that there's no way a player can pitch and hit at the same time. And for what, like two months, he proved it, then he got hurt, and that hurts. But uh, I, I think Miggy should get it for consistency, but... That's more so if it's along the lines of MVP, but most impressive rookie. What Otani's doing is more impressive than anything we've seen in baseball for 50 years. Rookie of the year. Not most yeah. impressive rookie. I know. It's 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 one of those things like how do you decipher it? I'm not I, that's not my argument for Otani cuz I'd vote Miggy. That's just me trying to say like there is an argument for Otani. Right. Right, right, right. 
But so there we go. We just had it. What's your What's your final award, Jim? My final award is get him on the Rasta award. You love Tarpley. Tarpley, dude, get him on the playoff roster. Listen, look, you want me to read you his game log? He's made eight appearances. His first one was terrible. One pitch, 300 runs. It was garbage. But why was that, Jake? Let the people know why it was so terrible. He's nervous. And he needs a little bit to figure out the league. He told you that. <laughs> yeah. Guys, 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 guys. I'm going to be pretty bad at first. Okay, now listen to his next eight appearances. Comes in, gets two outs, zero earned runs. Two innings, zero earned runs. Comes in for a lefty, gets him out. Comes in for two lefties, gets them both out. Comes in for a lefty, gets him out. Comes in for one inning, gets him out. Comes in for two 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 batters, gets them both out. Zero earned runs, three or six point. No, no, hold on. Five point two innings pitched. Three hits, zero earned runs. He's been good, and I don't know like when they would use him because he's not a long man. The only time I can think is um, in a situation where uh, uh, Sevi or Tanaka are like at the fourth inning and there's one batter left with two outs and he's a lefty and before bringing Cole or D-Rob in, I mean, not Cole, before bringing Chad or D-Rob in, you bring Tarpley to get that lefty out, finish the inning, then turn it over to the pen. Um, I think Lynn will be the long man. We're going to do a whole roster episode earlier. But what I'm saying is Tarpley's look damn impressive, especially versus lefties. So does he get on the Rasta? I think so. You think so? I think so, yeah. So uh, moving forward, our schedule's going to be, we're going to do a recap of the Red Sox series, uh, which will be interesting because Jake and I both have weddings this weekend. So I'm kind of glad this series, this Sox, this Sox series doesn't mean like a ton. Hopefully we get that one win with Hap. And then we will have the Red Sox series out for you on October 1st. On October 2nd, we're going to put out a quick, probably 20, 30 minutes of our lineup our roster configuration for the wild card game. And I'm going to throw some uh, questions on Twitter to you guys. And um, I'm going to ask you a question and then we're going to read our favorite answers. That's what the schedule is going forward for the podcast. The schedule going forward for this episode is we're moving into a simulated games, simulated series brought to you by out of the park baseball, which is basically Jake said, miss Cleo witchcraft because they said that in the Baltimore series, we were going to win game two on a walk-off. Let me get my facts sheet out. Oh, wait, looks like we did. Then they said that Giancarlo Stanton was going to hit two home runs in a game during the Tampa series. Let me get my facts out again. Oh, yeah, we did. They also predicted sweeps on both series, and we went 2-1 and one and 3-1, and one, so that's wrong. But, I mean, the things they did get right are not – it's not like, oh, Judge is going to get a home run. Like, predicting a walk-off? And then predicting a two-run home run game by a dude, wild. Yeah, so, man. This this o o o t p out of the park. It's what I do, man. It's it's my fidget spinner, as I've said before. Uh, you want to outmanage Boone? Go for it. You want to test some theory? I I mentioned it before earlier, and this is pretty geeky. But yes, I've been simulating baseball games. 
having eight starting pitchers <laughs> with each starting pitcher pitch three innings and pitching them on four days rest. Really nerdy stuff. Could be the future of baseball. Get me in the front office, Cashman. Um, but yeah, we have the discount code Talking Yanks. If you go to their website, www.ootpdevelopments, they're friends of ours. They gave us a 10% discount code. Check them out if, if it's something you might be into. Explains a lot of roster stuff and DLs and this, that, and the other. I, I have fun and always leave it running on the background of my laptop when I'm a little bored. Um, Jim, I mean, some not so great news. Yank. Yanks win one out of three. That's perfect. Um, that's all I need. That's, yeah, that's all they want to do. Um, I've, I've I've got them winning game one, and then they're they're losing the next two, which is fine. I mean, that's does this, that's does, this, does outside the park baseball out of the park baseball know that the Red Sox aren't trying? Cora said they're not going to try. I think they have some little things in there. I mean, it's it's again, it's it's tough to read and react to a lot of that. Um, in in the game in the game we win. Uh, Miguel Andujar gets the player of the game, so just watch out for that. But yeah, I'm, the part that got me a little sad it has them finishing with ninety nine wins. So I I I hope it's a little wrong. How about that? I hope it's. I'm, I wouldn't mind if it's right. Just give me one game and then fuck job around the rest. Get now Boone can finally do everything he wants. They got Hap going the first game because that puts him online to pitch the wild card. Perfect. Then they have Lynn going because who cares? Then right now they have Sevy going. It would be his throw day. So if Sevy goes out and only throws two innings, he's still in line to start on the wild card. And then you have Tanaka on extra rest, which is still in line to start the wild card. No idea what they're going to do. Boone did say some like quotes about how they're probably going to turn to the bullpen in the fourth or fifth inning. And the, even if a starter's doing well, they'll probably take him out. Cashman yeah. had a quote recently that said they would think about doing um, an opener, which would be in. So who knows? Like, just tell us already. I understand if, if why they, they won't. if they win tomorrow or Oakland loses, so the Yankees clinch home field. That those two last days aren't fully staying. You're going to see so much, so much bullpen. Do you think that they won't say who's starting until until game day? Um, imagine they might. I'm in, actually in favor of that. If you've been this secretive this long, don't say until game one, until until October third. Yeah, I I don't think they're required to. I I think so. I think yeah, they're probably going to do that. Like yeah, we know in house. I don't know, man. That's that's such conflicting new ideal and old, old ideals. But this whole team has been new ideals because old ideals you kind of want to say like spit in your put platoon spittoon and be like yeah louis severino's getting the ball and that's who we're throwing out there who do you guys got but nowadays it's like yeah well we might throw hap and yeah we got Sevy rested tanaka's looking pretty good we go to chat early we'll see what we do so man i now i don't think they should say until game time which is going to be terrible and i would i'm not going to enjoy it yeah you're going to be a schwitz i think it's going to be pretty funny if they don't say who's starting till game time they released right. the roster, the 25-man roster, and it just got all three of them on there. It's, I think it's going to, dude. I know it's going to, but I'm saying like people would be searching. Who's on? Oh, it still could be any of them. I wonder. No, it's going to be interesting. Who? Well, and we'll do this later, but who gets burned out in that final game? If they do use Lance Linegat, or if it's just straight like Sonny Gray, Domingo, Herman show, which 
would be fantastic. Cole the opener, Sonny Gray, Herman, Chance Adams, Sheffield, Lasagna, Canely. Beautiful. Yeah, and the only uh, the other thing I I think you and I had a really good conversation about this, and you you've got more on it than me, um, and I'll just give my answer from the start is the the whole Chapman thing. We'll we'll see where it lands. I think they're gonna want to pitch him back to back days because that's like a sign of a reliever rehabbing and coming back. So I'm expecting that, but I'll I'll pass the mic to you because I know you've you've got a lot on this. I did some deep research. Deep research, inside journalism school, shit like that, all here. Okay, Chapman is scheduled to pitch tomorrow, game one versus the Red Sox, and then game three. He's pitched every other day since he returned from the DL, and it matches up perfectly that if he does so, he pitches on the last day of the season and then is available, or he's as... as least rusty as he can get in the two off days before the wildcard game because Chapman needs to have his work in, you know, so does Batances. So I think you'll see Batances on game 162 as well. But if Chapman, okay, this is what I'm getting at. If Chapman pitches game one and then game three, then it's very clear, or even if he sits game one and then pitches game two and three, what I'm trying to say is it's very clear that they put plan to paper with Chapman and they looked at game 162 and worked their way back, and that's why he didn't pitch in the blowout game versus the Red Sox in the ninth inning as his first appearance, and he came in the next day with only three-run lead in the seventh inning in his first day back and blew it because they didn't care about game feel at all. They had this all planned on paper, and I truly, well, I truly believe that if it stays the course. Um because otherwise it makes no sense why they've been doing what they're doing and throwing him in there randomly. His slider looks amazing. His fastball doesn't look there, but his slider's so good anyway that he's getting by on it. It's not like Chad Green if he didn't have his fastball throwing. You know what I mean? He's still got a plus secondary pitch. Whatever. That's that's the uh, my inside thoughts on Chapman that are now outside. Ninth inning wild card game, one run lead. Brit- Britain? Yeah. All right. He's two good two good back to back Chappie performances would be interesting, but yeah. Britain has looked incredible in the month of September. Better than and you we and like I combined. That. We like yeah. that. All right, that's the end of the show here. This is the end of the penultimate episode of Talking Yank series recaps. Hopefully we have a lot of game recaps to go. Uh, for the postseason, we will let you know about the change of schedule for the postseason once the wild card game ends, and we will let you know about the future plans of offseason talking Yanks when we get there. Hopefully, it's not for a while. We appreciate you all very much. We really appreciate that you guys listen and enjoy and support and engage. If you want to do any of that, at Talking Jake on Twitter, at John Boy underscore on Twitter. Uh, we have an Instagram, Talking Yanks. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That helps a lot. Only if you do a five-star rating. (laughs) Um, And uh, the Patreon, if you want to get live access and all that shit, patreon.com slash Yanks. Thank you very much. Go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees. Jake, any last words? Go Yankees. Go Yanks. Tell them, Gramps. Go Yankees.